Hey guys, welcome to my channel, Perspective with Kate. A little bit about myself, I am Kate, I am 27 years old, and I'm from Louisiana. And I'm really excited to start this podcast. Um, I got the idea after, um, I'm sure you guys seen the George Floyd incident, I know it's what everyone is talking about right now, and it really gave me inspiration after further looking into a few more cases like his and other cases of people on death row, cases that have been closed and look highly suspicious. And I just wanted to bring those cases to light because I feel like they need um, that attention. Today we're going to be talking about 20-year-old Vanessa Guillen. And this is a case that is out in the light right now. Um, it's actually on its ongoing case, so I will start updating you guys with new information as I receive it. I'll also have links available in my bio, as always, to sign petitions and to find more information as I update it. Vanessa Guillen was a 20-year-old Hispanic woman. She went missing on April 22, 2020 on the Fort Hood Army Base. And it's located in Killeen, Texas. I want to talk about this army post for a second. It is one of the largest military bases in the entire world. It has over 40,000 soldiers. And this base is kind of low-key known for some shady and shisty shit. Um, including Gregory Scott Morrell. He went missing in August 2019 and... They just assumed that he went AWOL. Like, he was just, you know, he left the army base on purpose and he was just over it and never returned. And he was not given a proper army burial because they assumed that he went AWOL. But his body was recently found. This is a whole nother ordeal, but, I mean, you get the point. This base has some suspicious shit going on. And unfortunately, Vanessa Guillen was another victim of this army base. Vanessa was described as extremely intelligent. She had really great grades in high school. She was ranked 15th in her class. She always helped out her community when she could. And she's described as caring and loving. And she was super close to her family, especially her sisters. And she grew up in Houston, Texas, and she soon decided that she wanted to join the U.S. Army. And this had been a goal since she was a really young girl. She was originally stationed in South Carolina, then Virginia, and then she was eventually stationed at Fort Hood Base in Texas. And she was super excited about this because her family was in Houston and she could be a lot closer to them. And Initially, her experience was great in the Army, and her family says she was really dedicated and determined and thoroughly enjoyed it. But apparently, those feelings changed once she got to Fort Hood Army Base. So, let's go to Wednesday, April 22nd. So, it started out as a normal day. She spoke to her boyfriend on the phone. She headed off to work. Around noon, Vanessa's sister, Mira had been texting her but noticed her texts weren't going through so she began calling her and her calls were also going straight to voicemail so her sister found this really odd because Vanessa was always reachable and she always kept really close communication with not only her boyfriend and her sisters and her mom 
but with anyone. She never went without her phone. After a couple of hours, her sister still hadn't heard from her, so she called Vanessa's staff sergeant because he was in charge of her attendance and figured he would at least know where she was if she showed up that day. And this was around 8 p.m., so these sergeants are there to basically make sure everyone is on the base. They have a few check-ins a day, multiple check-ins a day, and when Vanessa's sister spoke to the sergeant, they informed her that her last time was around lunch. She checked in around lunch, but she was expected to be back by at least 10 p.m. because that was the, the next check-in. So they assumed she would, showed up, she would show up by 10, but she never did. And I want to mention here that her sergeant wrote down that she was there at all other check-ins. And she actually wasn't. She was actually missing for several of those after her lunch check-in. And she was last seen on 1 p.m. at the engineer squadron building on the base. And she was last seen in the parking lot of this building. When the base was initially notified about her disappearance, they found all of her belongings, like her keys and ID, in the armory room, which is where they keep all of the weapons. And this was the room that Vanessa was working on on April 22nd, and she actually wasn't even supposed to work that day, but she was called in. But still, no one has come forward to tell who called her in that day. Vanessa's family immediately knew something was wrong. And they, off the bat, started creating Facebook groups, passing out flyers, missing people flyers to find their daughter. Authorities, of course, first jumped to the conclusion that she ran away or went AWOL. But her family said that she didn't have anything to run away from. And she had been talking to her sister about buying a new car. And nothing indicated that she wanted to run away. However... Her family did say that Vanessa's behavior did change when she got to Fort Hood. They said that she didn't seem her happy self anymore and that her and her sister even said that she had texted her and told her that she didn't like Fort Hood and she hoped that one day she could open up to her about what was bothering her. Following this, Gloria, Vanessa's mother, said that she and Vanessa had a phone call and Vanessa disclosed to her that she was being sexually harassed by one of her sergeants. And her mother was furious and worried and told Vanessa that she should report what was happening to her. But Vanessa told her that things like this happen all the time and have happened before to other women. And when they come forward, no one believes them and it just makes their lives more miserable. And Vanessa never told them what sergeant was harassing her because she didn't want to put herself or her family in danger. And she asked her mother not to get involved. This phone call took place about three weeks before Vanessa went missing. So obviously Vanessa was going through a really difficult time and she seemed very paranoid about anyone finding out about her being sexually harassed. Her family actually tries to go on the base to help look for her, but Fort Hood tells her family they cannot get access to the base because of coronavirus. However, they did assign 500 soldiers to search for Vanessa on the grounds around the base in the area. And by May, people were holding protests to find Vanessa. They were signing petitions and doing everything they could to help find her. On April 28th, they finally searched Vanessa's cell phone records and 
It showed that one of the last people that she was in contact with was Erin David Robinson. Her cell phone hadn't been discovered, but there was a press conference where they said that her cell phone had pinged in Belton, Texas. Now, Aaron Robinson consented to a search of his cell phone records, which show that on the day Vanessa went missing, that he made several calls to his girlfriend, Cecily, throughout the day and into the early morning hours. Aaron states that after he finished his work, he went home to his girlfriend, Cecily, and did not leave for the rest of the night, except around 6.30 p.m. when he had to go onto the post to sign onto a government computer to enroll in a training. Now, investigators talked to two witnesses who allegedly saw Aaron on April 22nd leaving his work area with a large box that apparently appeared to be very heavy and placed that box in his car before driving away. I also want to mention here that apparently there are supposed to be three soldiers at all times in the army room, but for some odd reason that wasn't the case this day and it was only Aaron and Vanessa in the armory room. Police then interviewed the girlfriend, Cecily, and she said that Aaron Robinson was calling her phone repeatedly because she couldn't find it. But that statement was inconsistent because with the length of each phone calls that were made, some were greater than one minute. And then she told investigators that on the night of April 22nd, they took a long drive out to Belton, Texas to look at the stars. And Aaron's cell phone records corroborated with Cecily's story and placed them both along the Leon River. And they were actually there on April 23rd and again on April 26th. Police are now sensing that something sketchy is going on between these two. And the police go search all along the Leon River area. And they say they did find what appeared to be the burned remains of a plastic tote or tough box. And the area had an odor of decomposition, but no remains were found. Investigators interview Cecily again, and she allegedly admitted that Aaron told her that he bludgeoned Vanessa to death with a hammer. And she told officials that Aaron placed Vanessa's body in a box and placed that box into his car and drove his car to a gas station where she worked. He picked her up and they drove to the Leon River where he opened the box to reveal Vanessa's body. She tells authorities that the two of them then dismember her body using a hatchet or machete type of knife. And then they buried the pieces of her body in three separate holes and then set her on fire and they had actually burned her body before burying her in the three different holes and then they she tells investigators that they returned again on april 26th after purchasing hairnets gloves and concrete they uncovered the remains of vanessa they removed them they continued the process of breaking down the remains and were burned again and then they burned their gloves and hairnets and placed the remains back into the three holes along with the concrete and then they burned their clothes at their home and discussed their alibi for being there on june 30th investigators were notified by some contractors that were working near the leon river area and they reported human remains so investigators go out there and they find the remains about 20 miles away from the base and 
It's and because of the condition of Vanessa's body, they had to use DNA from her hair just to identify that it was actually her. Now, prior to finding her body, Aaron was confined to his barracks on Fort Hood as he was a suspect. But on June 30th, he somehow left and was fleeing on foot. He made a call to Cecily saying, baby, they found the pieces. And he also texted her clippings of articles. The police finally find him walking on foot. And when the police approach Aaron, he shot himself. This coward shot himself. And actually, Aaron nor Cecily were even charged or a suspect in the public eye at the time. So... You know he was guilty if he shot himself before he even knew that he was really a suspect. I mean, I guess he could have suspected that he was a suspect because they kind of locked him up into the barracks and wouldn't let him leave. But I don't know. I this If this doesn't prove he's guilty, I mean, I don't know what does. Now, there are a lot of different theories as to why Aaron Robinson would have killed Vanessa. So... Vanessa did tell her family that, um, besides sexual harassment, that one of her sergeants was watching her while she showered. And Vanessa's family believes that Aaron was most likely the one to have done this and made her feel uncomfortable and that she was going to report him and let him know. Now, another theory is that Cecily... The girlfriend of Aaron was actually married and Vanessa had found out that Cecily and Aaron were having an affair and in the army that's grounds for dismissal. So Vanessa then approached Aaron and let them know that he was going that she was going to I guess notify um, their superiors that he was having an affair. And so they think because of this he killed her because he didn't want to, you know, get out of the army. And then there's also the sexual harassment topics that she spoke with about her mom, with her mom. So there's just a lot of different things. We'll never know the true story. Um, all we have is Cecily's confession about how they killed her, but she never really stated why Aaron killed her. So we'll we'll never really know. On July 6th, Cecily went to court and was charged with conspiracy with one count of tampering with evidence. And if she's convicted, she could face up to 20 years in jail. On July 14th, they went back to court and a judge denied bond for Cecily and she pleaded not guilty to the charge that she faced. And the judge said that she must remain in jail until trial. Vanessa's family hired attorney Natalie Kawam. And guys, this woman is like my spirit animal. She is a badass and she is a force to be reckoned with. Like she did not come here to play, guys. She's the real deal. She compared Cecily to ISIS and said that she should be treated as a terrorist. She said she did exactly how ISIS would treat one of our soldiers. They decapitate our soldiers, they dismember them, they light them on fire. She did exactly that to Vanessa, who was a U.S. Army soldier, and I want her to be treated as the same way and punished as a terrorist because she is. Natalie Kawam also announced before the hearing that they will meet with Donald Trump on July 29th in Washington, D.C. 
She said the meeting will come one day before the I am Vanessa Guillen bill will be introduced to Congress. This bill will create an independent avenue for military members to report sexual harassments and assaults. Like I said earlier, this case is, it's an ongoing case. It's, it's blowing up in the media right now. And I'm sure you guys have seen, if you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, the I am Vanessa Guillen um, movement right now. And that movement is allowing other women within the army or navy or within our you know our military that are coming forward and finally telling their stories about being sexually harassed or raped or assaulted and unfortunately there are so many women who are silently suffering and are too afraid to tell anyone because they don't have that avenue and they don't have that ability to do so because Nine times out of ten, it'll just make their lives more miserable or worse. They may end up missing or dead like Vanessa. So far, the Army and Fort Hood officials say they have found no evidence of sexual harassment against Vanessa. And I want to mention a few things that just have my head spinning about this case. I mean, number one, why... Why were there not three people in the army room at the time? I mean, supposedly there's supposed to be three people at all times. Why was it only Aaron and Vanessa in that room? Also, we find out that all of the cameras on their base are fake. Why does an army have fake cameras? Not to mention, not only are they fake, but they're fake in the armory room where their weapons are stored. Like, that makes no sense to me. Also, I find it really sketchy and odd that her sergeant, who she's supposed to be checking in with, lied and said that she was actually there for check-in when she was not. Why would he lie and make that up and say that she was there? Who is he covering for? Why didn't he say that she was missing this whole time? I also find it kind of weird that they go and check near Leon River where they say they find, you know the smell of decomposition and they find burned stuff but right when the family says okay well you know what we don't think you're doing a good enough job we're gonna go and try to open a congressional investigation then they go back and say oh yeah we actually found the body like i don't know guys things just aren't adding up to me and something's just not right someone's not telling the whole truth someone's covering something up and i don't think that everything is is what it seems to be and that's exactly why vanessa's family is pushing for a congressional investigation they want the fbi to get involved they don't trust the army and i mean why would they their daughter gave their life to the army and now she's dead so i really don't blame them at all my heart goes out to vanessa's family and i hope that you know we get a congressional investigation and i hope that the i am vanessa guillen bill passes through and that this allows women and men to report sexual harassments and assaults comfortably and silently without you know repercussions so you know i hope that everyone follows the story there's a lot to come it's not over yet um you can find 
like I said, I'll find all the links and information in my bio. If you follow the I am Vanessa Guillen hashtag on Twitter as well, you'll find a lot of information about the case as well. I definitely want to know your guys' thoughts on this case um, and know your opinions. I want to know if you guys think that there's something sketchy going on at Fort Hood or if you think that this is just, you know, a tragic case of he killed her and it's solved and it's done or if there's something else going on. I'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.